what is good divine dolls and divine sirs so i'm in the middle of eating my <laughs> my chick-fil-a salad a lot of you guys know i had mentioned before i didn't really like chick-fil-a could sound like blasphemy um but i was driving out with the little one uh a couple days ago and we were um uh, we like to just drive to like really nice areas Excuse me. And so we saw the Chick-fil-A and we're like, let's just try it. I had gone with her a couple of years ago. And both of us didn't like it. I had tried it before that. Um, but I think one of the reasons why I didn't try as many things on the menu last time was because or in prior was because I was more strictly vegetarian. Um, but obviously now I'm a little bit more lax. Um so, yeah, I really love their salad. This is the first time trying the salad. So, I could see myself. I love the portion size, too. The flavor is right there. And I need to take my vitamins next. So, that's a whole process. But anyways, as you can see by the title, you know, you guys have heard me engage with, um, well, my guys and my dolls, right, have heard me engage with that question, what do you bring to the table? Most of you, if you've heard the sequence of podcasts, I've done it as a response to uh, a guy asking, what does a woman bring to the table? And if you kind of understood me correctly, my in my mind, I would just like flip the table, get up and walk and leave. But I wouldn't do it because I would probably break a nail in the process and be really upset with that. And so at that point, I really would just, if I hadn't ordered anything, just get up and leave or ask for the check and just leave. But, you know, it's one of those things where I think that, you know, you have an idea that we are doing things ass backwards. And um, it's just something about that that question that I just couldn't put my finger on it as to why it just, it doesn't make sense, right? Um and so, uh, y'all already know, I love listening to Mina. She has two channels, Million Million Dollar Babes and Universe Guru. Um, and so she's been talking a little bit about healthy masculines and what they provide, which I think are healthy conversations, especially for my melanated dolls in the black community, because... It's unfortunate we don't have a lot of examples of what a husband looks like and what a um, healthy companion looks for looks like. A lot of times my melanated divine dolls and their counterparts didn't have a father in the home, you know, and wasn't the best example. I know what it's like to grow up in a two-parent home. Um, and interestingly enough, my dad, he didn't have a father his dad passed away when he was two, uh, when he was, his dad was on a fishing trip. Um, and so, but, you know, when I tell you my mom got really super lucky, um, she got really super lucky, um, in contrast to, I think, the masculines on his side, although he has, um, brothers on his side but they all married like preferences and then um and or you know have the typical black male male pathology on my mom's side um have a couple of 
healthy relationships to, to see there too. But anyways, what Mina, the way that she describes it, I really love it because sometimes we use imagery to help us understand the roles that we play in each other's lives, right? And um, sometimes we'll say stuff like, uh, wow, this guy is really trying to be a woman. Like he really wants to be protected and protected protected and provided for he really wants a woman to wear a cape for him and you know to do this 50 50 50 partnership where she's a whole roommate you know and um one of the terms she uses to describe men is they're the hunters right and so and she was on a completely different topic but I like to reflect a lot and so she was talking about how the men are the hunters and she's like women were the gatherers and she was also saying that you have to celebrate the polarities and that's something I mentioned maybe about two months ago coming to my own conclusions I think that um, especially in the divine um, community I think we're getting a little bit stuck because a lot of us are kind of coming to the middle to where we're becoming more androgynous and in order for us to have healthier relationships in my opinion um and based on what i'm seeing it's kind of like um we need the polarity i need to be the woman and you need, need to be the man it's almost like the yin yang because um understand that with both parts there's just a little bit there's the whole white and then there's a little bit of black which means that yes we do need to have our masculine traits i do need to be logical and um action oriented and um and take the lead right but for the most part the strength and the majority of what i'm made of is the feminine right um and so she was saying that the woman is the gatherer right and so she was describing i recommend you you know definitely follow her i don't remember which of the two channels it was but she was talking a little bit about, about why men um, in her culture, um, why they open the door and they go in first and then the woman comes behind them. Go check it out and you'll hear that the rationale. And it kind of made me think about, again, how a lot of our, our melanated young women um, in the black community, they don't have examples. We don't have a culture per se to fall back on. Um, I think that sometimes we have to seek out, you know, what is healthy and make things work. But in terms of her culture being Pakistani, this has been passed on from generation to generation. It works for them, right? And those that thrive, thrive. And those that don't adhere to those or can abuse it, that, that also can happen in, in just about any culture. Um, but... She was talking about how the man is the hunter and the woman is the gatherer. And so when you circle back to that question, um, what do you bring to the table? The hunter is asking the gatherer what she brings to the table. The person who's supposed to be hunting and bringing stuff to the table is asking what the person that he's supposed to bring it to is brings to the table. He's and so he's asking her to hunt and gather, you know, and bring to him which allows him to rest in his femininity. 
Because if she's hunting and gathering and bringing stuff to the table, what are you doing? Nothing. Or you're gathering. You know, I I just think that's so funny. But I think that this is something, an example I want to just drive home. I think that um, as I'm moving forward, even for myself, you know, what are the healthy conversations? You know, what are the healthy dynamics in a healthy relationship? And, you know, I think that women, for the most part, end of the day, we're going to do the cooking. We're going to do the cleaning. We're going to be doing the taking care of the children. Um making the place a home, washing, doing the laundry, you know, making sure it smells good, the meals are healthy, regardless, across the board. And I think men take that for granted. And there's benefits that come with that. And I love it because it's also very much, we've talked a lot about the womb, you know, you receive the genetic DNA of what he gives you through the sperm, right? And then the womb provides everything else through consistent nurturing of what she's eating and taking it around her and um, even there's studies like everything that the mom is hearing and what she's saying and doing while she's pregnant becomes one with the with the child right and so we take things and we multiply it it's like okay you give me your your sperm I'm gonna get I'm gonna grow some lungs some fingers some eyes you know a whole human being and give birth to it. I'm going to multiply. I'm going to reproduce. I'm going to, you know, one of my favorite jokes. Y'all know I'm a Cat Williams um, fan. I would like to go see him again. He's not going to be in this local area. I don't see for 2022, but I'm willing to probably travel and see him concert. I mean, a concert in do a comedy show, although I've kind of previewed his World War Three. Not too impressed with that one, but maybe maybe in the next year or so. But one of his jokes that I love you know, and I, I will say it. Some people might not have the highest views of him. I think that I, I like 85% of what he says and his views. And, they're, you know, just like everyone else, he has his things that maybe, you know, just in life we're all figuring out. But one of the things I love about Cat Williams, Cat Williams love him some women. He love him some pussy too. Like, you can't tell him nothing about women. He loves to be around women. And I think sometimes women, we underestimate that too. Like, there's men out here that do not like women, and I have to be careful too because it has to get to the point where it's like, I don't want to be so um, jaded and I'm just coming off of it to where I do enjoy being around men. Like, I enjoy seeing a good, handsome, masculine man. Don't let him have muscles and don't let him have a deep voice. Don't, don't do it, sir. Don't do it. And let him be single and active and into money and you know, talking about like finance and esoteric stuff. Don't do it, sir, sir. <laughs> um, but um, he, he, you know, and so he talks a lot in his comedy about the dynamics be- between men and women. And so in his segment where he's giving shouts out to women, he's like, shout outs to the women, um, you know, because you're the only people on the earth that you know, you can just make a whole carbon copy of something like you were the original fax machine. Like before there were fax machines, you would just take some some like, you know, DNA and make a copy and just spit it out, you know, like just, you know, type of a thing. And but of course, the way he said it was so much more funnier. Right. But that's what we do. We gather we and then from there we multiply and we um 
we reproduced. Another one of my favorite, um, it wasn't, uh, ah, I can see his name. Um, it was an older gentleman and, um, he and his wife, unfortunately, they passed away in a, in a air flight. They used to live in Barbados, if I remember correctly, a small island, but, um, very intelligent man, very articulate. And he really loved his wife too. And it was like one of the most beautiful love stories I heard earlier in life. And they have two children that are still carrying on their legacy. And I don't want to, I think, uh, the name that's coming to mind, it's not him. So I'm not even going to say that other person's name. But he was talking about um, the relationship with women. And then I'm going to get back to my food because I wanted to get this out before. (laughs) But I do love my food, y'all. Let me tell you. So he was saying how um, he's like, women, you multiply, you, you reproduce, you know, you take everything that he gives you and you make more of it. And you you. So if if a guy gives you stress you're going to amplify that stress. If he gives you peace, you're going to amplify that peace. If he brings you, you know, commodities and things to make the home better and, you know, in whatever shape or form, she, you know, she's going to make a house a home. Um, I think Beyonce talked about this in one of her, her songs. Let me upgrade you, right? It really is an interesting um, look on what it means to let me upgrade you because, it's like, um, I think he, she said something along the lines of, oh, I don't have, I'm not going to look up the lyrics, but it was something along the lines of like, if he's the electricity, I like the block or, um, she uses several analogies. It's kind of like you do this, but I, I make it that much more. It's kind of like, I bring the warmth to the home, right? You could be the logs, but I'm the the fire that keep like the embers. I think another person who sings about that is um Put your pretty arms in mine even when the da, 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 da. I don't know the name of the song but it's like he's talking about you can be the match, I'll be the fire, babe. Something like that. Um, But do you get what I'm saying? So I just hope that's something for you to think about. I think that um, for me to be healthy and have and help the rest of us, it's like we have to look for healthy examples. I completely understand that, you know, when you talk about being divine and being set apart, it means that you're in the like that one percent or the five percent. And so it's about finding that balance to where I absolutely see that in terms of the black community, when it comes to relationships, we are up a creek, like 95%, right? 80% is not working. But how do we, I'm still going to acknowledge that right now things are not where they need to be for the collective. But what does it mean for me to get into a position where I have healthy views on relationships? I can I can identify a healthy partner. I can identify the things that make me, you know, a good partner. Um, it's going to be interesting moving forward because if I'm being quite honest and I love it, I'm going to continue to say it. 
I just got into my happy space coming out of a relationship. It's going to be just shy, just shy of two years. I think September would have been 21 months. Um, so I, I, I don't remember coincidentally which month it was. So that means that's to tell you how far I've come towards like, I rem- I kind of remembered the date. I, I swore I would remember the date and time. Like I still remember the time. I still remember the how my day went when I found out what was going on. But <clears throat> um, I think that it was funny because I swore I would have been like this day. I know I still know it's in 2020, but I, I honestly at this point don't remember which month it was. And I'm not going to go back and dig for it. Um, but if I'm going to guess it was I know it wasn't in my birthday month. I don't think it was in my birthday month. So I think it might have been August, September. So it will just be like 24 months. But I say all of that to say, you know, um, right now I'm just really happy. Um, I've had my natal chart run and the guy who did it for me, he told me that, you know, I do have a loving companion like marriage in my chart and it would come later in life. And it's it's there for the taking, but the space I'm in right now, I just want to just, I just want to chill a little bit. Like I just really love the space I'm in, and and so I think that I'm in a unique place because, like I said, I love to see happy couples, um, and I love to talk about those types of things, but. If I'm the way I feel right now is if I were to never be sexually involved with anyone again for the rest of my life until I die, I think I'd be okay. Um, I still think that I can get the emotional, (laughs) whatever I want to tap into that energy, you know, if I wanted to moving forward. Um, It's been funny because I've, I've had several guys introduce themselves to me and it's funny to watch how they go about introducing themselves to me and um because I I can see it coming but there's grace with that too and um and it's not black men but um we're going to talk about that too it's it's interesting I think I want to try to be respectful I admire other content creators I know I talk a lot about race um mostly coming as a as a melanated woman and what's going on in our, our community from my perspective too which is interesting because Grew up kind of sheltered and still kind of getting a grasp of how, you know, certain things are in in our community and whatnot. But, oh my gosh, you guys, I have talked myself into more hunger. So let me finish eating this salad. Um, And I hope that kind of made sense. I know I kind of was a little bit long-winded. But yeah, I think like, I hope that drives home the point What I'm trying to say is, I want us to get to a point where we can celebrate what's healthy and identify what's healthy. Um, And some of the things we've been saying and doing in our community, that's not it. I think that men need to celebrate being the hunter. I think that another conversation is so interesting. I'm going to go ahead and say it since it came to my mind. You know, um, when we talk about communication and and I don't want to go too much into this personal relationship, but I will say that this person, they don't understand um, how to say thank you for things, you know, and 
um, for my divine feminines, you know, even though I am a woman myself too, when they bring stuff to you, it's nice to show appreciation. I think that that goes a long way. Um, it almost takes you back to Palvov, um, reaction for those of you who stayed long enough in school and listened in school, um, to understand the Palvov or it talks about like when you, um, teach a dog a trick and every time you, you give them a treat, it, or you ring a bell to, to, for when it's bed, you know, like their meal time or their bedtime, every time they hear it, they, it triggers them. Right. Um, and so you condition people to do what you want. And we've talked about this on the previous podcast. If you want to bring out certain things in a man, you compliment those things. You, every time he brings home the flowers, like that's when you show appreciation for that. When he, you know, cleans up around the house or washes the dishes or takes your car to get it, you know, washed and or gassed up. And, you know, when he tucks you into bed or when he does things that you appreciate and what you value, it will reinforce what they like. This is, these are the things I've heard. So I don't know. It's just interesting. It's interesting conversations, right? I, it, I think it's interesting talking about it as a single person, um, not desiring to get back into another relationship. It's the oddest thing ever. I don't know. Definitely not to be construed as relationship advice in the sense of like, I'm not in a happy marriage with a divine masculine counterpart. But what I do know is I, like I've said before, um, if you ever wanted to get additional information or insights or advice, Mina is the girl all day, every day. I've been following her actually on and off for a couple of years and then came back into her, um, I would say like with the pandemic and just being back online more and revisiting, you know, because it makes me think about how sometimes I was working from before the sun came up until 12 midnight, come home for years on end. So I didn't, I wasn't online as much, but she has the receipts. She's in a happy marriage. She's been through a lot. She has the, the, children um she has been doing this for years she has the receipts she has lots of women that are sharing their stories and talk about how they've used her um you know her coaching stuff and her advice and are in happy marriages right so i can recognize an ascended master um i am what is it like the tadpole not the tadpole uh I am the, not, you know, like when you say, oh, sensei, and you have the master, um, if it, if it comes to me, I'll put it in the description, but I hope this was fun. I hope this was good for you. I hope it made sense. Let's not do that. Let's celebrate divine masculines. You need to celebrate being able to, to hunt. It's part of your innate nature and you're suppressing that. It should feel good for you to go out there and be like, babe, I got this huge sale contract. Babe, I did this. Babe, I did that. Babe, let's get this house. Babe, let's get this car. Let's go here. You know, like really push yourself and challenge yourself. But I kind of did mention like Divine Feminines, it's nice to to just be appreciative of, of that type of thing. But then you take what he brings and you're able to multiply it and 
to, um, you know, play the role of the muse where you inspire him to be a better person. And I think it's so interesting sometimes the language, how we say things, because I was watching this guy on um, one of Kendra G's stuff and I understood what he was saying. I understood what he was saying. Um, And so there was some grace there with that. Um, And so he was like, I just want like a woman that's going to like be smarter than me and or tell me what to do and that's not really her role her role is that of the muse which is more still kind of like a feminine passive role if that makes sense I think it's nice to have stimulating conversations with your partner but for it to be a healthy dynamic it needs to be him leading I think that it's possible that one of his love languages too is words of affirmation um and so but and so he has the muscle and the brawn and the willingness and the ambition to do it, but you just want to be careful with with the balances, like, you know, pH balance. Is it toxic or alkaline? Is 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 there too much of one thing or of the other? So but every every you know every couple will find the chemistry that works for them, right? But um that was that was interesting to, to watch him talk like that and I understood what he was saying, but I think that sometimes people also are wanting like their mom. It was so funny. I was listening to somebody and it's kind of like, uh, oh, I think it was Shara, if I'm not mistaken. But um, it's kind of like, I don't know. It was her and it was somebody else. Somebody had put up a TikTok, but it's like the only person who should love you, love your face and put up with all your stuff is really going to be your mom. I don't know why it made me laugh and chuckle so much because you know how when you say like, that's a face that only a mother could love. And it's like, sometimes they're wanting their, you know, counterpart to to, to want to put up with a lot of the, the childish behaviors that they're doing. And it's like, really, and, and the mom really could, shouldn't do that. I think the term we've been using or coining is mammy, you know, to where you're coddling a man to where he's no longer a man. He's just a man child. And, um... That's not attractive, you know. I think that it's becoming more and more unattractive as divine feminines step into their power, you know. Um, For the divine masculines, um, the message, I think I've said it before and it's just straightforward. For you to thrive, whether, you know, it's going to be like a beehive colony type of setting or in a happy relationship is one, you're not subjugating her, but you're subjugating everything around you and dominating everything around you and hunting and um, being conducive and productive to society, you know, Um, and yeah, that's it. All right. Um, is there anything else? I think that's it. All right. Stop asking the gatherer what they bring to the table. Don't do it. It puts you in a feminine role. And if anything, women can ask what you bring to the table because he's the hunter. Like if they ever bring that up to you, I mean, this is a perfect case in point. This is why understanding, you know, I think like, is it sociology? anthropology is so important because it's like um and and don't come for me if i'm not using the right terms on that one it's important to study human behavior 
because understanding terms like you're being the hunter and I'm being the gatherer, it's like now you understand his role and you understand your role. I'm the gatherer. I multiply. If you bring stuff to me, I can make your house a home. I can take the money that you bring and I can get somebody to do the landscaping, get, you know, the nice detergent to to get the clothes and pick out the best electronics for the dishwasher and want and wash for the washer and dryer. I can turn around and and buy the soft linen that we need and the soft towels and the 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 deodorants that you need and um run the household and buy you the best organic foods and you know I can take whatever you bring to me because I'm a gatherer and I'm responsible with that with with that and it's going to pour into you and it's going to pour into your legacy but if you're the hunter don't ask me the gatherer what I bring to the table you're reversing the roles I think that can really make for a fascinating conversation moving forward anyways y'all know I've been chit chatty I do miss you um Today's Tuesday. I, as much as I'm looking at my food here, I'm gonna go ahead and probably do pull a card tonight, um, and and just see. I know that I still haven't done the erotic astrology for Gemini. I also need to do the erotic astrology for Cancer. Um, <clears throat> my niece is gonna be here for one more week, and then next week, um, I'll have a little bit quote unquote more free time. But, um, so we'll see. That's kind of the timeline in terms of those of you who've been just been my fo- consistent followers and whatnot. Okay, cool. I'm keeping this under 30 minutes. Love you until the next podcast. Peace out. Okay, I just had to come back and I was just kind of still chuckling because if someone were to ask me this in real life <laughs> on a date, which I've never had a guy ask me this, I think. It comes out in part of conversation. You start to hear what the other person's attributes are and you feed off of each other has been my experience. But if somebody were to ask me this, I think I would just turn it around and ask, well, do you see yourself as the hunter or the gatherer in the relationship? And then see how they answer and engage with that information. I think that, you know, keeping in mind that for divine feminines, a lot of the times uh, we've talked about how not every guy that you talk to is going to be a um, the one. And a lot of the times we're marrying back to them important conversations that they need to have. And um, it doesn't mean, you know, that we're always going to be the sexual healing. A lot of the times it's going to be these types of conversations, right? Um and you'll orbit in, allow them to hear from an elevated divine feminine, and then you will orbit on to other things, right? But it doesn't mean you have to jump in the in in the sheets with them or that type of thing. And it can just be for that conversation and for that moment in time. And they will go on to be a better version of themselves with whoever it is that they're meant to be. But that's just my last two cents. All right, bye.